Hey everybody, this is Skip Cohen, and you are right where you need to be, hanging out on the Angry Millennial Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast with your host, Jose Rosado, and co-host, Stevie Chris, where we talk to creatives and entrepreneurs from all walks of life and passions about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to check out our site, theangrymillennialshow.com, and sign up for our newsletter to be eligible for prizes and giveaways, as well as stay up to date with new shows and upcoming guests. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. What's going on, AM Nation, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Show, where we chat with creatives and entrepreneurs about the creative lifestyle, the good, the bad, the ugly. Today, we have director of Reckon Media, Jared Dykus. What's going on, man? Thanks for coming out. It's pronounced, uh, it's pronounced dickass. <laughs> <laughs> so it, thanks for coming out, man. So let's, let's chat a little bit about, cool. uh, tell us how it all started for you, you know? Uh, with your, was it creativity or entrepreneurship? You know, which, which came first for you? Very cool. Um, so with, with me, my whole journey of, um, choosing the life that I wanted to live, mm-hmm. uh, started at, you know, 14, 15 years old. Of course, you know, there's probably some serendipity or however you say the word. Uh, <laughs> you got it. In um, you know, in my younger years, I was always creative. Mm-hmm. I was always, uh, someone who, wanted to create things. Um, I had a huge imagination. Right. At least I was, uh, that's what I was told from my mom. Yeah. And uh, I guess even that maybe had a little bit to do with it. Um, but yeah, for me, everything started when I was 15 years old. Mm. Saw the secret. Um, nice. You with, saw it when you were 15. Yeah, that's crazy. So, nice. uh, with, with Bob Proctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of opened up the world to me. Right. Uh, I was at a place before where I was selling sneakers I understood that I can make money um, in non-traditional ways. So you're like flipping Jordans and yeah, shit like, like that? Yeah, okay. like I would get like sneakers with my buddy. Uh, my buddy Dane put me onto that. And uh, I, I, I wasn't old enough to get a job. Yeah. So, But were you like a sneakerhead or you just you saw the opportunity? So you um, just bought them as a, as a business proposition? It was something that I really liked. Right. And that's right. a big narrative that I do is like, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, if I can make a million dollars selling an ebook about, social media or right you know anything like that i'm not i'm not too interested in that i'm mm-hmm. more concerned about what can i do right now that's the most fun for me mm-hmm. and i was passionate about sneakers you know it's something that i like doing it was yeah. something that i was knowledgeable about at a young age and it's funny it's like you know i wasn't fucking 9 to 5 when i was 14 years old in <laughs> yeah, fact yeah. i wanted a 9 to 5 right. i wanted a way that i could make money because i i knew that there was more mm-hmm. Than my current situation, I didn't want to, I wanted, I just wanted something more. Yeah. And, um, that led to multiple things. It, it led to me going into places where I'm 14, 13 years old, asking for a job. Um, obviously I can't get in the state of New Jersey. I have to be 16. Mm-hmm. So 
it started with the sneakers. Yeah, because like you said, you you knew early on that you couldn't go the the traditional route. Like you said, it you had to be sixteen yeah. in most states to even get a job. Yeah, but you still had that entrepreneurial hustle, and you're like, well, how can I make it? How can mm. I go around that and find a loophole and make it work? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it started with the sneakers, the eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, then I I quickly got involved in like an affiliate marketing. MLM type network marketing company. I mean, I don't mess with the industry anymore. Um, it's not something I'm affiliated with. But at However, least, but you you found it out early. Yeah, you know what was, I mean, like for most people, like for me, when I was graduating, like those were the kind of jobs that you'd find. Yeah, you know, and, and you'd go in there and be like, "This fucking sucks." And yeah. then, like, you'd last a week, and then exactly. realize it's not for you. But mm-hmm. it's better to find out at fourteen than at twenty three. You know, twenty three. Yeah. You know, and it, it taught me awesome skills. I mean, like right. it's 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 what opened me up to understanding that like I could actually do what I want for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. and it, and it's not some plan that was already scheduled out for me. And and that's what I think is super interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. So let's chat a little bit about how we even came in touch with one another. You know, and I want to say, I think it was Instagram. I mean, I don't know, but let's just kind of get into it. So um, we got connected, I believe, just right over Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so funny that that brings up a, a funny topic that people think that technology brings people you know, away from each other, like everyone's no, you know, head down <laughs> in their, in their fucking phones. But right. it's like this technology, it's, it's a gateway drug mm-hmm. to relationships. It's a yeah, gateway sure. drug to, to human relationships. It's a, it's a gateway drug to meeting people, to having scenarios happen that usually would not happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, otherwise, yeah, it, exactly. And I think that that's super interesting that, um, not too many people understand what's going on right now. How? Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, right? You, yeah. you you've grown up knowing only knowing this. Exactly. So imagine yeah, yeah. I'm I'm 32, so I'm a bit older than you, and mm-hmm. I've but I at the same time like I knew the internet. You know, like at, at 12, at 11, 12 years old, I had like you know a computer, and we had like AOL chat room, and and that was back in the day. If you can imagine this, that if you were on the computer, you couldn't be on your home phone. So like, yeah. so my parents be like, you only get one hour a day to go on the chat rooms on AOL and just like you know hang that's out. So weird. Yeah, because otherwise people couldn't call your house. <laughs> and that's so imagine that's that. So weird. It that, is, but that's the way it was. So like, I remember I went from that to being young enough. I'm not like in my sixties or seventies yeah. that I know how to use a phone and know how to use yeah. like you know social media. But I also saw that whole thing coming. And what's crazy is <clears throat> the biggest. Like the biggest shift has been the last 10 years alone. Yeah. So that's what's nuts. I mean, when I was in college, we still had uh, flip phones that you had to, it was a dollar every time you responded to a text message. Yeah. Like that's fucked up, right? Yeah. And you think about now, it's like, that's, that's insane. But that's the way it was. So, you know, to think to myself that we are 10 years in to the biggest transformation in technology ever, like yeah. ever, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think a lot about um, what our generation is going to be known for, right? You yeah. look back and you see like our parents and you know World War II and Vietnam and those generations, and you think, what's ours going to be? And I think it's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be a lot of technology-based where you're going to say, holy shit, look at what happened in 10 years. It was yeah. the biggest transformation in technology, the biggest leap in technology, and we still, like you just said, don't know what we're living through. So I think in maybe 20 years, 
it's going to be interesting to look back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And go, holy fuck, like that was crazy. Well, that's why what you're doing is so fucking crazy is because right. it's it's about documenting this. Yeah, for sure. Like this is the next history books. And to bring right. it back to, you know, I, I always used to like people when I was on AOL, because I was a kid too, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, was, I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> Still a child, but you know, I, I used to go on AOL. People would ask me like, you know, what are you doing? And I'd be like- well, you know, I'm sitting on a computer <laughs> in this chair and I'm talking to you. Right. Like, that's it. You yeah. know, it's yeah, it's yeah. not I'm in the car on the way to Philly. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I'm at this concert right now. It's if I'm going to have a conversation with you, we're going to both have to choose to have the conversation. Right. And we know what we're doing. You right. know, it's yeah. it's not I'm at a party and I'm and I'm in this computer room and I'm chatting with you. It's we're just doing nothing. We're, it, it's. It's literally just for the, the the wanting to have a conversation with mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, for sure. And it was funny, like back then when it was chat rooms, that was uh, the big thing was people thought like you know child predators were were on the on the run. You know what I mean? And, yeah. they, and it was a case, but but imagine like you go from that to like uh, I, for instance, I met a guy last fall. We've been friends since two thousand six. I've never met him, and oh, I literally just met him last year. But because we were friends on Facebook and we chat on the phone, all this other stuff, we felt like we knew each other. And when I met him, it wasn't weird. Like it wasn't like we're sitting there going like, oh, hi. Like we were friends for so long, but people like my parents' generation didn't get that. Mm -mm. When I tell them we met over the internet, they freak out. And they're like, I'm not talking about fucking Craigslist. Like we met on Facebook where you can see each other and you see posts and Mm -hmm. you you get an idea of what a person's personality is like. Yeah, it's real. And so so transitioning a little bit, we all know that we both have a huge amount of respect for Gary V. Right. And people who've listened to this saw like my book review, uh, you know, that got some traction. And mm-hmm. and you know, you're doing the huge event which we'll talk about uh yeah. later this month with Gary V coming to speak. But why do you think why why is it that you think we we kind of gravitate towards that we kind of have that common bond of this one guy? Well, it's because he's someone who understands the market, the mm-hmm. matrix, the people, whatever you want to call it on a high level. Mm-hmm. And he, instead mm-hmm. of trying to sell them an ebook and try to, instead of trying to sell them something that they don't need, right. he provides value for three straight years and then asks for an $18 book. Yeah. And the information that he's giving in those three years, people are then repurposing and packaging in these bullshit masterminds and in these ebooks, in these coaching courses. And he's someone who, is giving mm-hmm. to give. Right. He gets it. He he has got it. Right. And I think that if he was my age, if he was 18 years old and he started documenting the process, that would have been just that much more interesting cuz right. I learn a lot. I don't learn from his one-liners that are like, you know, ideas are shit, execution is the game. Right. Like I get that. But I learn most from Daily V. Like I learn from his process, like what he's doing. Because although we're in two different places, Mm -hmm. it's easy for me to relate myself to where he's at and position myself to an area that I can win the most in whatever I want to do. Yeah. No, and it's true. Yeah, like you said it. You know, it's I think again, because we're seeing this huge shift, right? You have social media that came about. And then you have people who naturally are like, well, how can I monetize it? How can I take advantage of it? 
and you have the people that I I mean I'm pretty I'm pretty good at reading people. Yeah. But I think anyone can really get a gauge of whether someone's being authentic or maybe they have a, a hidden agenda. Yeah, well, well, let me say this. Yeah. I'm monetizing off of it right now with yeah. you. Yeah. Am I selling you anything? No. Yeah. But this relationship, how? what value, what fucking price are you going to put on a relationship like this? It's true. Yeah. What, like, what, you can't, you can't put it, you don't know what's going to happen out of this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like him so much. That's why you like him so much is because he gets that. Yeah. It's not about making money off of your followers. It's like, how can I genuinely add the like? Like I said, what if Mother Teresa <laughs> had, had, an had, Instagram? A, had an Instagram or had like a Snapchat? Like, <laughs> like, you think she would have been able to give back a little bit more? Hell yeah! Yeah. You think Martin Luther King would have been able to start the movement a little bit easier if he had Twitter? Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you talk about that. You're like, what if? What if the "I Have a Dream" speech was was on Periscope? Periscope yeah, yeah, exactly. What if this is like things like that will happen? The world yeah. just didn't change, and it's left in the history books, and now we get to experience it. It's like the world hasn't even started yet. Mm-hmm. Like we're only, you know, whatever way you want to look at it. 2000 years in or whatever, like humans have only been on the earth for, I don't know however how long, long yeah. however long, like life really hasn't even started yet. Like yeah. the evolution of humans really hasn't even started yet. Yeah. Like even with this technology, like we think what we're doing is so cool. People are going to look back and be like, these are, these are some, some scums. Like they don't <laughs> know what's good. Like yeah, they yeah. have no idea. Yeah. 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 And, and that's why it's going to be so interesting that, you know, at least let's document it now. Let's give it to, you know, the people and have them learn from it. Right. And that's going to be the new, the new way of history. That's why I said, like, you were literally like, so what are you? Man, I don't know. Am I, I'm, a tra- I'm a time traveler. Like, I have no idea. Right. Yeah, you're trying to figure it out. I mean, people, a lot of times, like, uh, if you follow Chase Jarvis, like, he talks about how he struggled with being a hyphenate, right? But the what we're in now, again, yeah, because of technology, because of the recession, all this stuff, it's called the gig economy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're doing a bunch of different fucking things. Yeah. Just not only to make ends meet, but just because you're able to, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like our, our parents' generation, the baby boomers, that they worked at the same fucking company their entire career. Like, you don't have that. and And knowing that is kind of crazy to then say that you're able to kind of be be more than that. But we're we're living through that where we say like, yeah, we can I can be a photographer, I can I can run a podcast, I can be a writer, I can do all this stuff because technology allows me, you know? Yeah. And and it's interesting cuz he struggled with it. Like when he he developed pretty much the first fucking Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? And people came to him with tons of VC money saying, let's let's make this the next thing. Yeah. And he struggled with it. He's like, I'm not an app developer. I'm a yeah. photographer. And he left a shit ton of money on the fucking table. Yeah. Right? And now you look at what he started Creative Live, and he embraced the fact that I can do a lot of different things. Yeah. It's not like before where you see, uh, uh, what do they call it? You know, jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, right? yeah It's not yeah, yeah. that anymore. I think we're That's going, we're going back to the... Um, like they used to call people, uh, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm blanking out. Like the Renaissance man, right? Where you did everything, like the Da Vinci's and all those kind of guys. Yeah. Like you were a fucking painter, you were a, a you know architect, yeah. you were this, you were that, because you had all those interests. But you did them all because that was shit you were into. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't that you were, 
dabbling in a bunch of different shit. It was like, yeah. if you have interest and you have the ability to go into them, why the fuck not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes so, sense. So, you know, we, we, we've spoken about your struggles as a kid, you know, kind of being teased for your entrepreneurial ways, right? So tell us a bit more about that. I mean, I know you grew up not far from here. So did you ever hang out in Philly a lot as a kid? Yeah, like my my grandma, like my family, mm-hmm. they grew up in Port Richmond and stuff. Oh, nice. Not um, far from here, yeah. Mm-mm. And uh, it's just because that environment, it, it's not, you know, it's like this is what you have to do. You have right. to pick one. And I'm. it's weird because I'm a huge believer in the one thing. Like I'm a huge believer in you do one thing very, well. very yeah. good. Like LeBron didn't focus on flute lessons. You know what I mean? Like he might have been passionate about flutes, <laughs> right. but yeah. – he didn't, you yeah. know, he went all in on basketball. Right. And that's what I'm finding is like, you know, I don't want to cash in my tokens yet. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like I'm, I'm a kid still at, tuck, at Chuck E. Cheese and I just don't want to cash in my tokens. I don't want to say right. I'm a social media analyst or right. I am an entrepreneur or a businessman. Dude, I'm 18 years old. I don't know what the hell I'm going to be. Right. I have no clue. I don't want to cash in my tokens yet. Yeah. I don't want to say this is who I am because- Everything I do is coming from a deeper level, which is my mission statement. Right. And that's and then that's what Rick reckon is. Mm-hmm. It, it's that is what we do is we believe that a lot of people on this earth, they get asked that question. Well, what is it that you do? Right. I can't tell you what I do. Right. Hell, I'm still on the journey. I'm never going to cash in my tokens. Right. Until I'm on my fucking deathbed. Right. What we're teaching people is why is it you do what you do? Right. And for me, I have two mission statements. Mm -hmm. You know, one is I'm very good at understanding people's passions Mm -hmm. and their talents. And I want to provide them an opportunity to where they can go all in on both of that to take a step in the direction of their big purposeful life. Mm -hmm. That means a ton to me. I'm good at that. Mm -hmm. I have leverage where I can offer someone that opportunity. But at the same time, I understand where everyone has their part. Right. It's not these entrepreneurs are the people who are going to rule the world and we are the, you know, the creatives, like we are the better, like it is cool to be creative now in this generation rather than being a rock star or a teacher or a geographer or whatever. It's, it's everyone has their part. Mm -hmm. And the quicker that we can get everyone in their part to where they're doing things that they're truly passionate about, like imagine a, Imagine a society where everyone is doing what they love. You're at Starbucks. The people there are giving you the coffee with passion. Yeah. You know, because maybe maybe that's not their only position, but they know they're going to move up. Imagine your kids' bus drivers love every day that they're driving the kids on the yeah. bus. You like you like sports? Um, honestly, yeah, I do, but I just don't pay attention. To okay, them. but <laughs> but macro thinking, right? Macro, yeah, yeah. They look at it like if you want to be part of a team mm-hmm. and you want to succeed, do your fucking job. Yeah. That's simple to say. Do your fucking job. Do your part. Right. Do your part. Like you said, pick your one thing you're crazy about and go all in. And that and doesn't then, mean right. that you can't do multiple right, things. Right, of course. Of like, course. doesn't mean we can't turn this into a video. Right, doesn't but mean have a focus. Exactly. Right. We know what we're doing it for. We yeah. know the reason. Because right. once you know your why, mm-hmm. you can succeed in multiple what's. That's right. not the. That's not the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go make this a TV show. Yeah. We can make this- an audio book, we can make this anything. It doesn't matter because we know what we're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And it's like, once we get that, we got everything else covered. Yeah. No, you said it. It's like you said, once you figure out 
what your overarching focus is, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can realize all these different mediums are just platforms. That's exactly. it, simply. You know exactly. What I mean? And so speaking of that, what's your vision for Reckon, right? One year down the road, four years on the road, and, and tell me a bit about that. So our vision for Reckon, and um, which is just such a crazy thing, because it, you know, right. it started as a college club. Yeah. I mean, I met this kid, Brent Hess, through Facebook, a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like I never thought that I would graduate college. Mm-hmm. I knew at a very young age mm-hmm. that college is nothing but an opportunity to network. Yeah. And I understood that through my previous ventures. And I met someone for the first time that really understood how to provide me an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to live my own idea of a big purposeful life. Right. Yeah. And what he did for me is what we're doing with Reckon on a very macro big level mm-hmm. is we want to be the vehicle and we are the vehicle for people living a big purposeful life, right. whatever that means to them. Yeah. Cause everyone's answer is different. Exactly. Yeah. And so then now there's people who are saying, well, Jared, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. That, you can't put that in a business plan. And right. look, I get it. Yeah. I understand that. Where the thing to me, so to me, what makes me laugh when people say that, right? Like people talk about this show and they go, oh, so like when I was a month in, they're like, oh, so you're making money yet? And I'm like, dude, you know, that's not the point. Because if I wanted to make fucking money, you know what I'd do? I start a fucking eBay store. Yeah. And I would, I would, you know, like that is what I would do. But when you think about it, it's a lot more than that. And I've had jobs in my career where literally it was a paycheck. And I'm talking mm-hmm. a nice paycheck, right? Yeah. So you sit there and go, okay, I'm going to do this because even though I don't like it or maybe it's, you know, it's not very challenging or, or it doesn't make me think a lot, but it pays a good paycheck. And that only goes so fucking far because, you know, look at like teachers, right? Or firefighters yeah. or, or, or cops. Yeah. A lot of what they do is more than the paycheck because if you think about it, you didn't get into that to get rich. You yeah, didn't. you didn't. You did it because, again, it was your purpose yeah. and that was your calling in life and you felt like you can mm-hmm. really give it your all. Now, I think, not to get on a high horse, but I think the fact that we pay professional athletes multi-millions of dollars and yet pay, you know, starting out cops like 30 grand is absolutely asinine. But, again, yeah. it's just but that dude, that's shift. the market. Right. And that's and that's that's the market. That's not for us to decide. Right. Like that is the market deciding mm-hmm. that they value LeBron James <laughs> rather than the oh, yeah. local Joe yeah. Schmo police officer. Yeah. And you could get pissed off at that and you can have an opinion and you could want to change it. Right. But that's what the market is. Yeah, it's, it's, it is what it it's, is. It's, it's it's what the general population right. thinks. So speaking of the market, right? With regards to that, how does your family feel about about Reckon and the vision you have for that? Um, <laughs> Be honest. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Um, you know, no one knows what it is. I, right. I won't, you know, only say my family. Right. You know. Or just like friends, loved ones, people, whatever. People, don't know. people think I'm either in a college club mm-hmm. or I'm trying to sell you a house. <laughs> Because I'm affiliated with Keller Williams, you know right, what I mean? Right. So like people, people don't get what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. that's like, this is my first podcast. Like this is the first right. time that I'm coming out and I'm kind of explaining or hinting. Right. At what it is. At, at what I'm doing. Right. Because 
it's crazy. Like I, you know, I get it. I understand why people would be like thrown off on some of the things that I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I can't resent them for it. I just can't expect anyone to understand it because it's my personal journey. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's like this one big freaking movie. Right. Like I've already seen the way that this panned out. Like I know what happens. Mm -hmm. So because I know what happens, I get to enjoy the process. And that's why I want to document it because I want people to watch it again. Yeah. Because people don't get what I'm, people don't get this. Like they they really don't, they don't understand what, like we don't even, on a higher level, 50 years down the road, we will be so goddamn happy that we took an hour out of our time to make this podcast because we don't even get what we're doing. Yeah. It's just like you said. It's it's merely cataloging it, right? Yeah. So I I, I don't I don't consider myself a scientist or a doctor in any, in any stretch. Mm-hmm. But you ever notice how a lot of the people who do scientific studies they'll record it, they'll record audio, mm-hmm. video, and say, okay, this is this test, this is this day, this date, this is what my findings were, right? Mm-hmm. And then they keep doing that, and no one no one might ever see it, but for them, it's just cataloging the the journey right mm-hmm. whether you cured cancer whether you cured you know whatever you're saying okay here's the roadblocks i hit here's yeah. the ways i went around them here's where it didn't work here's where something you know some oh lab- that's really work. crazy yeah. man yeah. did you ever see like i am legend exactly yeah, like, that. like yeah, will yeah, smith yeah. is yeah. like yo like and document because if he doesn't get it someone will and it's right. like it's it's not that it's not that he needs to get it right it's not that he needs to be the one mm-hmm to but like you said, it's it's literally knowing that hope you're hoping, right? Yeah. Not everyone in that movie, for instance. I'm not confuse yeah. people. Not everyone's a fucking zombie, right? Yeah. And that someone might find it and go, oh shit, look what this guy was doing. He was yeah. trying to help us. He was trying to find a cure. Mm-hmm. And and this is what his journey was. So it's the same thing. Yeah. I look at it that way. I'm not I'm not egotistical enough to go, we're curing cancer here. But it's that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like with, with technology the way it is, I could put this on a hard drive and I could access it 10 years from now and look back mm-hmm. and go, oh, shit. Look what I was trying to do. There's mm-hmm. there's these guys. Um, one's a writer, and it was really hysterical. If you look him up on YouTube, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he when he was like 18, he would make videos like in the 70s of him asking mm-hmm. questions, interviewing no one, right? No way. Listen to this. Oh now God. he's in his 30s. And he literally dresses up and sets up the same exact space Holy crap. and answers the questions of his 18-year-old self. And it's the fucking most mind-blowing thing ever. Dude, that is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. See, that's why I'm like, that's the long game. That right. is the long run. Like, right. that's what I am here for. Right. Like, I'm okay to put out content that no one likes for the next 30 years. <laughs> Because I know that's a long time. Well, yeah, yeah, thirty. Yeah, well, is it really though? Like thirty? You know what I mean? Ah, yeah. In 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 my life, but I'm saying in in the world, in the in the world, yeah, yeah. You know, in the the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, thirty years is is nothing. So it's like, I'm not concerned about that too, because I know I will never die. I will never die because this content it doesn't die. You know, like the Beatles will never die. Right. Or you think of like people who kept the journal. Right. Maybe yeah, yeah. no one ever and fucking Frank, read it. Right. You know, Maybe like, no one ever fucking read it. But then when you pass away, people find it and like, oh shit. Like yeah. you you again, you then catalog the experience and you go, That's fucking insane. Yeah. So 
What are, you know, what are some tips or tricks that you use to stay fresh and creative, like with what you do, with your work, with your videos and stuff? Being authentic. That is my, my number one value is freedom and being authentic. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are asking me, how do I build my brand? And what I tell them is I document everything I do Mm -hmm. and then I let the the brand build itself. So like, yeah, because you, can't, you can't point it in a fucking direction exactly. if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Like on Snapchat, I've been realizing because of Snapchat that I eat a lot of bagels. And I say bagels <laughs> in a weird way. And now I get people who literally hit me up and say like bagels like because because yeah, yeah, like yeah. they associate that with my brand. I didn't go out there and say, okay, I'm Jared Douglas. I'm 18 years old. I'm a, a social media expert. I'm doing an event with Gary Vaynerchuk and my personal brand is going to be bagels. And this <laughs> bagels. Little, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I don't funny, know that. funny? My girlfriend's born and raised. So Jess, you met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's born and raised in Baltimore. And no she way. says umbrellas. Umbrellas? Uh, no, no. Umbrellas. 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 A lot of emphasis on the um. And, and like, I'm going, no, no, no. It's an umbrella. 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 Right? Umbrella. I mean, that's how you say it, right? That's what it is. It's a fucking umbrella. 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 That's what umbrella. she says. Umbrella. <laughs> and I make fun of her. Or like, if you're from Philly or Jersey, right? Yeah. You say water. Yeah, I say water. Right. Instead time. of water, you say water. water like W U D E R. I say golf. I say like golf. Like, I'm going to play golf. Not that's, golf. That's like or no, a, I say no. I say golf. That's what I say. Okay. I say that sounds normal because the golf is the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's but like people golf, like or golf. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just say weird stuff. <laughs> two yeah. two different words. So, are there any personal projects you're working on, or would you consider like all of this that you're doing is, is yeah? My whole if you life, think about it, it is a personal. Project, my whole right? life is a documentary. Right. That's that's what I'm. T- so, like, I'm starting a show called Seventy Two Hours, where I basically ask. Yeah, you, tell us about that. I ask you, you know, Jose, what have you done in the past 72 hours and what did you learn from it? And Mm. what that's going to do is it's because as good as like, this is my first, you know, podcast, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would rate myself before at all. Yeah. No, like, except for silly stuff. Yeah, but I think it's 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 cool. It's cool. But like, I'd rate myself like, you know, I I don't think I did the best job communicating who I really am on this podcast so far because it's my first interview. Yeah. But it's the journey. It's the process. And I understand that like, one thing that I am good at and it's, and I'm always going to be this way. It's not mm-hmm. just cause I'm an 18 year old punk, mm-hmm. but I'm very good at asking questions. Right. And with the 72 hours, the way that I'm able to ask questions, I'm able to pull things out that people don't usually think about. Right. And I'm able to put that into something to where it documents the process so that later, you know, when they're in a different point of their life, they can get back on the show they can do it again and we can learn about it's the best snapshot of a mindset or a process possible. Like you said, it's not necessarily what's your tactics, right? Like yeah, how you, yeah. no no no. It's what are you thinking right now? What are you feeling? What's making you what's keeping you up at night? Yeah. And then when you like you said, you 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 go then you take a, a, a hiatus, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're successful, maybe they're not. And then you you revisit and you say, okay, what's keeping me up at night now? Like, what what is your mindset now? And the same thing with me. You asked me what my mindset was a year ago. Yeah. It was, holy fuck, I just lost my job. Yeah. I'm living in the suburbs with two kids. I need to fucking find another job. Yeah. Now that's not even your problem. Exactly. <laughs> now you look at it and it's completely different. So yeah. I get what you're trying to do. I think that's really neat. So it's it's again, it's not. What what were the staples to your success? No, it's not yeah. that. It's it's what the, what was going in your fucking head? Yeah, for for three days. All yeah. right, got it. What was going through your head now? You yeah. know, and and whether it's six months or a year, two years or whatever, it's going to be a very telling 
part of it. And I think that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think that I'm also surrounded because I'm so blessed with the Reckon Network with people that I know that are going to win on the, on the scale that they want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, not all entrepreneurs, not all number one players, not all business people, mm-hmm. but I'm surrounded with a network that believes that living a big purposeful life and getting everyone into their part. Like my saying is like, you know, this is what I'm here for. I feel like I'm in my mission right now. I right. feel like I'm right now in this moment. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. There's nothing else that I should be doing besides and that's this. Pretty fucking cool. It's to say weird, that, dude. right? Yeah, and that comes to self awareness, and that yep. comes to the journey, and and all that weird stuff. But like, there's nothing else that I should be doing than this right now. Because, right. and the thing is, is not too many people have an outlet where they think that you know, not a lot of people like myself want to come out and say that I'm an expert, right? Because well, it feels weird. It feels Beyond weird. imposter syndrome and all that bullshit. It, it, feels, it weird. feels weird. But then there's the other swing of the other people who aren't experts want to come out and say they're experts. Right, right. So if you really think you're an expert, well, come on my show and tell me what you did in the past 72 hours. I don't care about your ebook. I don't care about your coaching program. I don't care about what you did a year ago. I don't care about what you built. What did you do 72 hours ago with the way the market's right now? That's what I care about. That's pretty because cool. that's authentic. Because yeah. you you don't get any bullshit. You're right. not about to lie to me on my show and say you did something 72 hours ago if you didn't. And if you come You'll on, you'll find out. <laughs> and if someone, oh my god, if someone comes on my show and says, in the past 72 hours, honestly, Jared, I wasn't executing the way that I should have been. I would be so fucking grateful. Yeah, I would be so grateful. Right. It makes me literally want to tear up how grateful I'd be because. They are so secure with themselves and they know they're going to win to the point where they're like, look, this is just a part of the journey. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself and tell you that honestly, I haven't been executing on the way that I have been in the past. Self-awareness. But this is what I've learned from not executing. Right. No matter if you win, you lose. You slip on a banana, you, whatever you do, right. you're going to learn. Right. You're going to learn no matter what. And that learning experience is more valuable than any other result that you can give to your market, to your consumers, to the people that you're, you're influencing, following, whatever. You're following yeah. friends, whatever. You know, that, that's, that's what genuinely matters. All right. So, so tell me, Jared, like what, what's the biggest thing you struggle with? We, we talk a lot about self-awareness. We talk a lot about, you know, like you said, that you you have these ideas and, and you also see, you know, where where people are fucking up. Right? And, and, yeah. and from the outside in, you can be there and go, shit, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, when you're in it, it's hard. So, like, what, what's the biggest thing you struggle with? The biggest thing that I, I'm currently struggling with is understanding where the puck is going mm-hmm. on a high level. Right. To the point that it discourages me because these ideas that I'm having are so big. Right. And for me but, to go back into practitioner mm-hmm. do mode. Right. It's like I need to get to a certain level of understanding and then come back down. Right. Because as cool as it is for me to have these conversations about where the market's going. Mm-hmm or how useful this technology is or how we're documenting the future and we're documenting history, as cool as those conversations are, it only matters about what I do after those conversations. Mm -hmm. 
And for the first couple of years of my life, that's what I did. I had primarily those high level conversations, right? except I wasn't a practitioner. I wasn't getting inside the dirt right? and doing, you weren't the, getting your hands dirty. Yeah, I wasn't, right. I was getting my hands dirty, but not on, it, on the level it, wasn't, that you it, it wasn't on the level of where my vision was right because of this Gary V event, because of what I've been building recently, it forced me to do that. Yeah. And that has taught me a lot. Um, the, the biggest problem besides that is like, you know, I don't know what to call myself. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> to me, I get it. Yeah. You know, so like you, know you, I mean? you talk about self-awareness, right? You talk about owning what your strengths are and what you want to do. And I'll be honest, you're at the age where like, I, I, I know, like I went through the process, right? And I can't believe anyone thinks that at 18, 19 years old, you can pick a fucking major yeah. that means this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. You don't fucking know. Like personally, you ask me, I'm not trying to get in this whole conversation, but I think we should adopt the same thing that most other countries do where at 18, you have to do at least two or three years of military service. So you can pick whatever branch you want. You can pick whatever kind mm. of job you're, you're, you're skilled towards, but you have to do mandatory military uh, mm-hmm. uh, experience, right? Because that alone, right? Having someone take all the power out of your hands and saying, I yell, you do, will at least get you to understand whether you're built for that or you're not, right? Mm-hmm. And it will at least let you understand respecting, like respect and responsibility and order, right? All those things that you, you, you know, we can go into a whole conversation about what we think about our military yeah, yeah, yeah. suit power country beyond all that. Mm-hmm. To me, it's the fact of it helps you get more focused, period. Mm-hmm. Whether you suddenly say, I can be a, a career military person mm-hmm. and, and retire, or you say, look, I'm, I'm doing my two to five years and I'm out and I'm doing, I'm taking the money. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And that's fine too. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why at such a young age, you ask people, what does it want to do with the rest of your life? Now, let's just go back 15, 20 years. That's only 1996, right? Yeah. That we say that back then what you did as a degree kind of sort of mattered, right? What your major was reflected what yeah. you went to work for. Now, my dinner, my my year, right? Or like, uh, let's just say mid-2000s, right? 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. it started to not matter. It was literally, it, you had to have a degree, right? Mm-hmm. But then they said, all that degree said was that you did things that you didn't fucking like and you saw them through. And that's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. You could say, okay, for four years, you learned all the core classes and the bullshit to get to the point where you could learn about your major and those are things you were interested in, hopefully. Yeah. But that might not, that, well, maybe 30% of the people that have a major go into that field. And that would just became an accepted norm and it blew my fucking mind because I said, if that's the case, why the fuck are we doing it? Yeah. You know? So, you know, like you said, you struggle with the purpose, you struggle with the focus. But or let's just say I, labeling, I know my, I labeling. Know the purpose. Okay, but I know, labeling. Yeah, right. I know the why. I don't know right. the what. Exactly. So, and believe me, I'm right there, dude. Yeah. You know, going through this, interviewing people who who I see who know it and are fucking crushing it. Yeah. I'm jealous, right? Because yeah. I sit there and say, I kind of have an overall idea of what I want to do. I know what I'm good at, right? I know what I got paid a salary to do previously. Yeah. And I struggle with: Do I go back to that, or do I try and figure out, like you said? make the why match the what. And yeah. it's hard. So tell me, what's, what's the biggest risk you've taken so far in your career? 
and it might go yeah, into yeah. well it, it's it's with me right now is that yeah you know is school something for me right now right and it's true but i tell people all the time whether you want to admit it or not college isn't for everybody it's not but for a long time, our society built it as a, a package where they said you have to do this to get X. Yeah. And the X is no longer part of the equation. It's like, what, what if I don't even want X? Right. Like, what if that's not even what I want? Right. So The it, house, the kids, the car. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and it's not that that's bad and I'm not trying to get into no, like different weird, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, totally. It's just that like, Number one, what if that's not what I want? And I just want to find out if like this is where I truly am. Mm-hmm. Like I want to just know finally. Right. Like stopping all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to go all in on this and I want to find out. Right. And it's because I'm getting these hints, you know, w- with what I'm doing already. And it makes me. It makes me want, like, I wish I knew I sucked at this shit. <laughs> Cause like, I, I well, wish cause I you, just knew. I wish then, I just knew. Right. Cause then you could at least move on to something else. At right? least I could go and stay in school. Right. And get a great job and do being, whatever I right, want. You know whatever. what I mean? At least I could, but it's like, it's just because I was so young when, when I started thinking about this stuff, mm-hmm. it's like. Most people think about it when they're going into school. And I was thinking about it when I was like a sophomore in high school. Right. And, and that's what changed everything with me. It's it's like, I have no choice. I, I can't, like, this is what I can't breathe without. Like, mm-hmm. this is where my heart is. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels so wrong to do anything else. Right. And if, listen, if I felt the same way with becoming a doctor... I would apply all the information and all the narratives and all the religion I know into becoming the best damn doctor there is in the world. Yeah, but you don't, it's not, that's but not it's the case. not, it's, it's right. just not what I want to do. And you know what? I, like you just said it, when you were saying, uh, I, I'd, at my sophomore year, I had an inkling of what I wanted, right? You were starting to think about that stuff, right? You just said it. The only other fucking people I knew that were sophomores in high school who knew what they wanted was to be fucking president be politics or, or be a doctor or a dentist or whatever, or, right? Or military. Right, There's a, they, right. They get or military. Because, but again, what do all those things have in common, right, mm-hmm. is a very direct path. Yeah. You do this, then you do this, then you go to this, and you can literally fucking plan out your next 30 years of your life yeah. if you wanted. See, that's, that's weird is that if I knew that I wanted to be in the military at a young age, mm-hmm. they would be very, very, very happy. For me to not do school and to go into the military right. and do this, that, the other thing. But I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do something for myself. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that. <laughs> whoa, you can't do that. There's no way you can fucking pursue the American dream. Right. Who would ever think that you can do something like that? Of course right. not. You can't right. do that. You're just a fucking sophomore. You're just a kid. You don't know this stuff. Yeah, they, they entertain you to a point and then they say, whoa, whoa. Let's, like, not, get, yeah. let's not get whoa, too excited. Yeah, let's not get. Yeah. All right. It's cool that you're motivational and you're inspirant and you care about this stuff, but let's be real here. Like, no, fuck that, dude. I want to know. I want to know if this is, if I have what it takes. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, yeah, And if not, then I'll go back. Yeah. But that's my biggest struggle is I, in in this moment where I'm 18 years old and I'm just some kid from New Jersey who's going to Towson University, I want to know if I have what it takes. And that's all, that's it. 
I'm not, you know. But you know what's crazy? That's not a big ask. But you know what happens? It's, it's not. It makes fucking people uncomfortable. Yeah. That's it. And that's the crazy thing. I could sit here and say, uh, being a photographer, doing whatever. Yeah, I had a lot of those conversations with family, with loved ones, right? Uh, moving, quitting my job. I had a job. Yeah. And I had a job in 09 when everyone was like, be thankful you have a fucking job. Yeah. And I quit my job and I moved from New York to Philadelphia with no prospects. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It was two years. It was fucking hard. Yeah. But that was the conversation a lot of people had. What the fuck are you doing? You're not thinking pragmatically. You're not thinking practically. You need to be thankful you have a job. And I would say those same things. I'm confused. Why can't I want more? Yeah. Is that a bad thing? Right? Is is that something I should be chastised for? It's not even more. For? It's like, you know, why can't I want what I want? Yeah. And the, and the thing that I have is I care about people. Right. Like I really do have a deep gratitude and empathy for the people because I understand that they're not trying to make me lose. They, in fact, care about me. Yeah. They want the best for me. Those it's hard, people, right? It's hard. It's, it's a it's fucking hard, hard thing because yeah. I want the best for them. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, no one can ever understand 110% exactly what you're feeling. No, not at all. And like you, we said, that's the whole self-awareness thing, right? Where you can sit there and say, I know they care about me. We might fight on the direction or the way they take certain things I do because, again, that's very personal, right? Yeah. I might not. I might not, that might not be my intention, but yeah. if it happens indirectly, I, you know, okay, I can't, I can't, I can't not think like, I can't neglect that. But it's, it's that, uh, you know, it's that thing where you sit there and say, okay, uh, can you, like, you know, like you said, can you have that conversation with yourself? Because a lot of people, right, you tell them, I want to do my own thing. Okay, the next question is, what's your plan? And then if you sit there and say, well, I don't really know yeah. yet. They fucking hate it, yeah. right? They go, no, 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 that's not a plan. That's that's a wish list. Yeah. That's completely different. But that's what I think is is the toughest thing. So tell me, what's your biggest fear creatively? Is it is it making it? Is it validating the the efforts that you put in? So what what's my biggest fear in pursuing this? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I say creatively because in reality, like a lot of the stuff you yeah. do with your personal brand is creative. It's making videos, it's posting stuff. It's my biggest fear is that people aren't going to understand what I'm trying to say. Right. My biggest fear that is that people aren't going to get what I'm really trying to say. Right. And it's going to get lost. That mis- misinterpretation. Right. And I don't think it'll get like that because but if it's it still, ever does, it's still a fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's just it's like. I want people to understand that with all this, you know, passion that I have mm-hmm. about what I'm doing and the people that I'm surrounding myself with and wrecking and, you know, this whole entire journey, that I know that I'm just an 18 year old punk from New Jersey and I'm not shit and I'm just a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll always be that. Mm-hmm. It will never be that I'm just some great thing in. I just want people to get that, like, I'm nothing fucking special before I'm something, quote unquote, special. And I'm afraid that people aren't going to get what I'm doing right now in the situation. I don't think that people are going to understand what I'm going through or I what I went through mm-hmm. 
to get and to, they're going to think that, point, that right? it's it, it's something else. For the first sixteen years of my life, I thought Derek Jeter, I thought Darren Harder Hardy, I thought all these great you know success moguls in different industry were something more than human beings. Mm-hmm. I did. Right. I literally thought that there is something out there. It's there either are grown, luck. There are grown men yeah, they're, they're, who have entire Yankee yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking man caves exactly. with signed Jeter jerseys. And when you sit there and think you are worshiping another single person I, who I played thought, a sport, I thought it's kind of fucked up. I thought it was something that they were literally greater than human beings. Right. And it's like, you know, maybe... Like I said, I feel like I'm living in the movie right now. Maybe right. it turns out that I don't make it. Yeah. Maybe it's it turns out that, you know, I go all in and I, I find out that I don't have the chops and I come back and, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, what do I do now? Right. I just know that. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me just say something right there. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And that's what some people okay. don't realize, right? When I when I moved from New York to, to Philly, and my friends were going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right? Like they yeah. acted like I was moving to Russia. Right? <laughs> I'm like, it's an hour and a half away. Like, relax. Yeah. Right? But again, they didn't get it. And I would tell them, if it doesn't work, I'll just come back. I'm not a failure. I'm not whatever. But guess what? The thing that other people don't realize, you took a fucking swing. They can respect that. You gave it a shot. You gave it your all. And it just didn't work out. And that's fine. Dude, but for most yeah. people, they love the comfort. Yeah. Right? And they won't even bother taking that swing. <laughs> what makes me sad and what gets me also afraid is for as many Selena Gomez's that there are there, <laughs> there's a lot of Selena Nomez's because they don't <laughs> fucking try. No one. No, because <laughs> they, I'm saying no, like that it, figure. It, like, right, you know, right. they didn't. There's that, people. That was, that was, that was there's people who don't that, that they never found out on their deathbed right. they could have been the next Abraham Lincoln or right. the next you know world changer they could have been that person but they never found out yeah and it's true i mean that that's the thing that a lot of people right i mean you look at our our parents generation and everything else it was head down do your job provide for your family don't fucking ask questions don't have dreams don't do whatever and that was very, very practical, right? Yeah. So like you said it, to ask someone to go from being practical to being like a, a big thinker, it, for some people it's fucking hard. But I think this is practical. Yeah. I think that if I don't want to do that, then why would I go in debt to do that? If that's right. something I don't want, why would I ever do something that I don't want to do? Right. That to me is unpractical. Right. Why and the I'll hell be honest, would I but that, that? that literally is a generational thing. Like that's our generation, right? The millennials and all this shit, that's our generation. And some people think of it as a feel-good generation, but to me, it's the wake-up It's The, wake <laughs> the up generation. feel-good generation. Yeah. What do you mean by that? What, what do they think? No, some people think good? that you, you, only, you only will take a job that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside and that we are not realistic in the fact that we're going to have to do things we don't like to get there. You know how much shit I didn't want to do to get me up to this point of even having an opportunity? You know how much times that I didn't want to contact people over Instagram or get on that phone call or get on that Skype or take that sales call or do this or that? There's a lot of shit that I didn't want to do. But now I have an opportunity to do something that I do want to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to take the shot. Right. That's where I'm at right now. In this journey, I have to take the shot. Yeah. 
right. there's a lot of people who have the chance to take the shot and don't, but they're not shooting. Yeah, no, for sure. And and that's something that for a lot of people is, is like you said, it all comes back to self awareness, right? If you can acknowledge that, and then to me, that's all part of it. If you can say, "I fucked up. I haven't been executing the way I can. I haven't been doing what I have to do," right? Mm-hmm. To say that. You can then label yourself a failure, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do this. I played nothing but fucking Xbox mm-hmm. and ate pizza pockets for fucking two weeks. Yeah. But at least acknowledging it then says, what are you going to do next? Are you going to keep doing it? Or are you going to know that you just admitted that you weren't doing what you had to do and then fucking do something about it? And that's, again, where it's, 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 it's just everyone's fucking different. Yeah. You know, you can't. Judge that someone. Is, everyone is different. Right. right. You can't judge someone for what they think, what they want to do. But at the same time, I had friends in New York that literally the fact that I moved an hour or even half an hour away freaked them out. But it didn't make me all of a sudden say, I hate you. No, they were still my friends. I just acknowledged we're different. Yeah. And because you're okay with that, I'm not. Like, I still don't know what I want, but I was like, but I'm going to go out and move somewhere and, and have life experience to figure it the fuck out. Dude, That, but that's so practical. Like, it's so crazy to me that what's unpractical is going to a different location. Like, I <laughs> yeah. don't think, like, I really don't think that even the best friends right. that I'm supposed to have for my life are supposed to be people that I met in my geo graphical location right yeah i think that my best friend right now could be in israel mm-hmm. and i just haven't met them yet but i will over snapchat or instagram yeah no it's true like i just i care about abundance that is one thing mm-hmm. that i i haven't talked about but like i that's the root of everything the the reason why i do a lot of things is because abundance and i know that when scarcity enters my life in one area it enters in every other single area mm-hmm. and what social media what going all in on my mission what doing big events you know for me mm-hmm. that enables me to hack into the abundance of the world right now it doesn't mean that if someone doesn't want to change the world inside of baltimore that that's any better or worse right. because everyone has their part. Yeah. If yeah. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm saying fuck a nine to five, who the hell am I going to hire? Yeah. If, if I want to change the world on a global level, I'm going to need people to change the world on a state or county or street yeah, level. Regional. Yeah, 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 for sure. Everyone has their part. It's not right. better or worse. It's everyone has their part. Right, right. Well, listen, uh, Jared, I want to say, you know, thank you for coming out. We I bet you don't feel it, but we've we've been an hour, you know, mm-hmm. going at it, right? Kind of flies by a bit. It's funny. But tell us where can people check out your stuff and learn more about what you do? So um my social media on everything. Facebook, Snapchat, mm-hmm. Instagram. It's just Jared Dykus, J-A-R-E-D-D-Y-K-A-S. Must be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, My name's like John Smith in Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get it anywhere. So no one's name for right now is Jared Dykus. That's a hot trend. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to use that the best I can. Yeah, for and, sure. And um, more importantly, the network that I'm building is is people who think like I do. They might mm-hmm. not be in the same profession. 
They might not be in the same industry. Right. Hell, they might not even have the same values or mission statement. But it's just the fact that some of the things that I'm saying is resonating with them. Mm-hmm. And that's why they need to be part of the Reckon Network. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for is we're looking for people who are looking to change the world on the level of what where they want to change the world at. Nice. And that's Reckon on, you know, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Everything so Reckon. R E C N. There you go. I was going to say, because everyone would think like R E C K. Yeah. 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 So last but not least, who's someone that you would like to hear us talk to on the show? You need to talk to John Newman, Brent Hess. Wait, you need to spell that shit. John, John Newman. Newman. Yeah. So J-O-H-N Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, mm-hmm. and Brenton, not Brent, Brenton. So Brent, I-N, mm-hmm. Hess. Wait, the, B-R-E-N. T-I-N. T-I-N. Yeah, Brenton. and these are just people inside of Inside so of, there's two people. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're both. That's inside. why I thought that yeah. was one long name, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 like John yeah, Newman, yeah, Brendan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to talk to they're him, basically like. the same person, kind of. <laughs> but they're involved in the Reckon Network. And okay. I mean, I I have a bunch of people. Yeah, I have yeah, a bunch I'm of people sure. that you can interview. Yeah. However, I know that by you interviewing these people and by building out the Reckon Network at the largest scale, that's mm-hmm. how everyone's going to win. And yeah, that's going to sure. that's how everyone's going to win on All a larger right. scale. All right. Well, listen, Jared. Thank you again for coming out. Hope you had a good time. Awesome. Uh, I, I know I know I did because we've known each other for a little bit now, but definitely, yeah. uh, you know, getting to know each other more and more. It's uh, like each, a date. Each time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a date. It is. So uh, thank you again and uh, can't wait to hang out at the Gary V event. And real quick, why don't you plug it? A right hook? Yeah, give a right hook. All right, cool. So here's the jab. This guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, is the most authentic raw entrepreneur out on the market right now. And our network hustled our balls off to throw an event at University of Maryland College Park at the Xfinity Center on April 19th. We believe that this guy added so much value to our lives that we bought 3,000 books. And all we're saying is if you feel like you resonate with any of this information inside of Reckon or living a big purposeful life, then you're going to want to come out to this event because there's going to be other people just like you here. And they're also going to be resonating with the guy, Gary Vaynerchuk, who is going to quote unquote rip people's faces off. He's going to kill it. So um, if you want that, you know, if you want your faces ripped off, (laughs) go to (laughs) go to Reckon at Facebook. You can see the link there. And uh, of it's course, also on Eventbrite. Right? Eventbrite, you know, just uh, Reckon presents Gary V and David Osborne. Um, David Osborne's a huge real estate mogul. Again, he's going to talk about how to live a big, purposeful life. And um, that's a nice little right hook for something that you can practically get involved in right now. Nice. All right. Listen, Jared, thank you again for coming out. I know we'll, I'll be at the uh, at the uh, I hope Gary so. V event. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm going to be there. So, uh, you know, we'll have people check it out and hopefully we'll get a, a big crowd of people who want to want more. Yeah. Simply enough. Awesome. All right, All right Jared, take care.